I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Welcome to this week's episode of Biz Talks. My name is Kim Singletary, and I am the managing editor of Biz New Orleans Magazine. And this week we are talking hogs for the cause, and I'm fortunate enough to have the co-founders Becker Hall and Renee Luop um, on with me today to talk about the event and how it's grown and changed and what this year is going to look like. Um, Becker and Renee are lifelong friends, and they founded the event back in 2009 with the goal of reviving an old Southern tradition of open flame pig roasts. Uh, Hogs for the Cause has since emerged as one of the largest barbecue competitions and music festivals in the country. It currently operates as the premier funding source for pediatric brain cancer outreach services in the United States. Um, the, the cause has distributed $1.7 million to date in direct grants to 1,200 families battling pediatric brain cancer and contributed $2.7 million and growing in charitable giving to hospital programs in New Orleans, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Atlanta, and will help build a new Hogs House family residence at Our Lady of the Lake Children's Hospital in Baton Rouge. Welcome, and thanks for joining me, Becker and Renee. Uh, thanks for having us, Glenn. Um, so let's, let's start at the beginning. So you guys are New Orleans natives and lifelong friends. So how did, how did this all come about? Uh, we usually have to flip a coin on who wants to tell the story. Um, <laughs> I might be coming in a little clearer than Renee since he's uh, on the phone. But Renee, do you want to do the honors or should I this time? Why, why don't you take it? Now, I'll, I'll correct all your... Uh, your flight set. Okay. That sounds good. So uh, Renee and I, I I'm, I've known Renee his whole life because I'm uh, three, two or three years older than him. We grew up as uh, neighbors here in, uh, in Metairie. And when we both went to Jesuit high school and both studied uh, in college on the East Coast, I went to University of South Carolina and Renee went to Washington and Lee. And when we kind of came back to New Orleans post-college and post-grad school. Um, I had, I was, Renee at the time was kind of writing a food blog called blackandout.com. And I, I was just kind of bouncing some food ideas off of them one, one morning in my office. And we were talking about how at University of South Carolina at the time, um, my fraternity, we would smoke whole hogs before every single football game. And it was a lot of fun. And it was much more fun than the football ball because we were 0-21 and, and during the longest foot, uh, losing streak in the country under Lou Holtz. So we really got into that pigskin off the field. And, uh, you know, when we came back at the time, New Orleans was pretty um, scarce in terms of barbecue. Of course, we had very rich Southwest Louisiana, Cochandelet and Boucherie tradition, but uh, there really wasn't much in the barbecue game at that point 13 years ago. So uh, I had asked Renee if he was interested in cooking a whole hog. And he said, yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we kind of said, let's just do a kind of a party and get our friends together and, and took a whole hog on the fly here in New Orleans outside Auburn Park. Uh, in that time, though, through Renee's work in Black and Out, we had learned about a sous chef 
who had grown up uh, in our area as well, who had a child with an inoperable brain tumor called Dipji. And we thought, you know what, maybe this pig race we're doing could be a really good opportunity to raise some money uh, for this family. So we had about 200 people come out to the fly that day. And we're counting just about every single person who was playing soccer on fields next to us in that <laughs> number. And uh, we raised close to $10,000. And we thought, wow, this is pretty incredible. Um, you know, maybe, maybe there's more to this. So fast forward 13 years, and there certainly is more to that as we're now a uh, two to three day festival and have over 30,000 patrons in a normal year and, and, and are the premier provider of uh, financial grants to families who have pediatric brain cancer, uh, which is the number one terminal cancer in children. So uh, Renee, if you want to correct, correct me if, or just if I misguided anyone or just made complete lies. Like oh, no, I, I, think you, I think you nailed it. Uh, you know, we, it was a very simple idea and we had, no, uh, we had no indication when we said, let's smoke a pig, that this was what was gonna happen. But we're really, really glad that we made that decision. Well, and now, so that one of the big things that just came out recently is so New Orleans is ranked like the best city for barbecue. Ah, yeah, I know where you're going. <laughs> Yeah, there was some clickbait out there by what was it, Travel Advisor? Uh, I think yeah, that that argument, that article definitely caused a stir. And uh, I'm curious what your question is going to be about it, though. Uh, no, I'm just I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. <laughs> I don't think or I would ever say that New Orleans is the number one town for barbecue in the country, but it's exciting to see it in print. <laughs> with, and I'll, I'll say, with that said, you know, we we do have. Some fantastic barbecue restaurants. Um, I think the reason it's hard for us knowing a lot about barbecue is New Orleans doesn't really have a barbecue style. Right. You know, Texas, Kansas City, yeah. Eastern Carolina, uh, Eastern, Eastern Tennessee, Western Tennessee, Memphis, all these places have a distinctive style. And for once in, Louis, in, in New Orleans culinary history, we don't have a style, which in in some ways I think allows these barbecue restaurants to do non-standard barbecue items and to kind of create their own flavor profiles, which maybe that does make us a unique barbecue city destination in that regard. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. We, we've <laughs> you're, not, you're not buying it, huh, Kim? No, well, I, I, we lived really close to Kansas City so for a while, and so I know that that would definitely cause some problems there. Um, There's like, also, you know, it depends on what protein you're using, too. Um, but I think that article did what it was intended to do, but uh, I don't know if we agree with the uh, <laughs> what they found notice notice i said a unique barbecue destination not number one <laughs> <laughs> but renee and i are very proud to single-handedly have uh allowed for that to happen so if we're just going to create all yeah. kinds of lies let's yeah. throw that one out no, there absolutely I, I think you guys were definitely the cause of that right right um so so and you guys for the cause of the number one city in barbecue <laughs> absolutely why not? We'll just change it. Uh, that's a t-shirt we're going to put out this yeah, year. Too. Absolutely. Uh, you guys have, what, you have a couple days to make that happen, right? Well, we can do it. <laughs> um, so, and, and you've never changed the cause, because I know a lot of events will pick a different cause every year. Yeah, um, that's a fun, that's a fun story and a good question. So originally, we had named it Hogs for the Cause for that intention, because we didn't know what the cause would be going forward. 
So with that initial child that we had spoken about, um, we didn't have the opportunity to meet him before our first event because he was on his uh, Disney Make-A-Wish cruise. And we finally got to meet him a couple months later. And it was an extremely cathartic experience for both Renee and I. Um, a child that was had a terminal condition spent an hour just telling us jokes and trying to make us laugh. And here we were thinking, wow, you know, here's a, all Renee and I talk about are our childhood stories and what we did in our youth. And he's not going to be able to experience that. And, you know, he, yet he's still just trying to make us laugh. He saw something in us that needed cheering up. So we kind of walked out of that meeting and said, you know what, this is what we're doing and we're going to be, we're going to be the best at it. So what, and what has that been like? Like, have you met a lot of these families and, and people that you've helped? Yeah, we're extremely close to the families. You know, if any opportunity we can locally, we'll go into the hospitals and present the grants. And we, and even in, you know, the ones that we mail around the country, we, we invite the families to be as involved in our um, families yeah. they want to be. So, and they come out to the event. Uh, it, it's, it's not, you know, stroke a check and see you later. It's, it's what can we do more for you? So tell me about the music side of this too, because this isn't just about food. The music component's taken on a huge. Yeah. So, you know, when we finally became a, a full-fledged festival on year three, um, we knew if we kind of wanted to grow into a real New Orleans festival that there had to be that component. But we also knew that we had to differentiate ourselves um, from all the other festivals um, in New Orleans. And, and the timing of our event goes pretty much, uh, it, it kind of backs into French Quarter Fest, then into Jazz Fest. You know, we kind of like to say we kick off festival season. So, you know, in, in kind of the theme of barbecue, we've kind of, we pick kind of choose bands in the Americana realm. And we're not as local heavy just because you're going to have that opportunity to see those bands the next two to three weeks at these other festivals. And I think that that's worked out pretty well for us. We don't have the balance sheet really to um, book massive bands like a jazz fest or, you know, any kind of Live Nation or AEG uh, production. So we, we do a lot of scrutiny and, and try to pick bands as they're coming up. And, uh, you know, we, we've had pretty good success there. So, okay, so last year, like everybody else, um, had to be canceled. What was that, what was that like for you guys? How uh, far along in it were you? And In one word, it was, it was emotional. It awful. It yeah. was awful. Yeah. So the well, hard we part two about weeks to the fest. Wow. Yeah. And I think, I think the hardest part for us about it was, you know, at that time, it was the right decision for us to make. Um, because it was, hey, we all are going to go away for two weeks and then we'll be fine. And so the hard part for us was like, not only the letdown of not being able to do it, but then like, man, we're the only festival that's not going to get to go on this spring. You know, like that, that hurt. That right. was a, a short-sighted look at it, but it was like, man, everybody, you know, everybody else's festival is going to be fine. And it was just ours that fell into this horrible two-week trap. Right. It was, it was really, it was bizarre because we had started watching it that November in Asia and, and I'm kind of more the, you know, pessimistic one of the two of us. And I, and I had a really bad feeling about it. And I remember Renee and I also produce a wine out of, um, 
the Willamette Valley in Oregon. And we had gone up there in uh, January and we were, you know, that's kind of where it had started coming in to the States at that point. And I remember we were on the air in the airport back in January, late January, right, Renee? And yeah, January, February. And I remember thinking, I was looking around and I was, I was already like, it's here. Cause I was, I, but I'm pretty anal that way. And I remember we were just talking in the office, like we had a good feeling that it was going to take over and we were just, are we going to beat it before then? And we didn't. So, um, yeah, it, it was hard. It was really emotional to tell the teams who had been work. you know, these teams work all year round fundraising right. and, you know, you really need that ROI and that emotional culmination that is the festival and not giving them that was not giving our teams that experience was harder for us, I think, than actually canceling the event for, you know, what that meant for the company. It, it was just, it was really right. difficult. Yeah. All right, but you're back this year. Yeah. Yay. So Friday and Saturday, two days. Um, and Saturday is already, general admissions already sold out. So tell me about this year. What what's changed? Um, how are you guys kind of adapting to this new kind of COVID environment? Um, a lot, actually. Plus, I've read a lot has changed, lo location included. Yeah. So um, our our normal location at UNO is a COVID testing site and still is. Okay. So um, you know that that's not a good image and and good optics for when you're trying to put on a, <laughs> a fun festival. So we we had to kind of look elsewhere and um, we had found some some areas that might make sense for us. You know, we really didn't want to be any further than 15 minutes outside of New Orleans proper. And, um, you know, just found great site out in Plaquemines Parish and Bell Chase. And it happens to be their government complex and they've just been amazing to work with and uh, can't say anything negative there. It's just been fantastic experience. So we are in uh, Bell Chase for this, this year, this weekend. So, and how big of a footprint does it have then, your, your event this year? It's about 15 acres. Wow. So, you know, there's slightly less teams this year because we kind of had to put this on, usually we're about 85 teams and right now we're about 70 to 75 because uh, we turned it on pretty quickly. And not only that, it we it's not our normal weekend. And this is a big travel weekend with kids going to camp, people going on vacation. So the footprint's a little bit smaller on the field side. And we did decide to keep the capacity um, at not an open capacity event. We wanted to keep it a little more restricted to give everybody, you know, a safe and, and, and great experience. With some space, yeah. So yeah, space. What um so yeah, what have you guys done on that kind of safety side? Well, it, you know, we, we had been working with the state for months, just probably the last six months, just any, you know, following the guidelines and Louisiana ATC has actually just been fantastic as well in, in, in communication and, and telling us what they want to see and what they don't want to see. But, you know, we kind of gotten to the point where there aren't that many restrictions in place, but uh, we chose to keep some of our own. So uh, with the limited capacity, which we don't need to do, but decided to do for experience purposes and just because we don't know how everybody feels. Yeah. But, so, you know, keeping it at 5,000 people a day, uh, it works for our numbers and it, um, it, it'll, it'll work better for the patrons and give everybody a better experience. Um, so that's kind of where we are right now. 
So you've got how many teams? So how much how much barbecue is there going to be? <laughs> there'll, there'll be about two tons of bacon on Friday night alone. Oh my but, gosh. Uh, I mean, multiply that probably times three for the amount of barbecue on Saturday. Oh, gosh. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be, I'm back, I think. Um, sorry about that. No worries. Um, I hope I didn't miss, I hope I didn't miss anything I don't know about. But, uh, yeah, 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 I mean, the teams, yeah, the teams are ready to go and they've got, uh, they've got their menus planned and everything's coming together and uh, we're just excited to, to do this once again. So tell me about the music. Yeah, so um, this year, you know, last the last iteration of Hogs, we were a four-stage event. So we did cut that back to two stages this year. Um, and and kind of contrary to what I had said before, we did book a lot of local acts for this year just because nobody's been able to see them, see them in so long. Yeah. We're kind of the first festival back. So we put a, you know, some heavy locals on there. Anders Osborne, uh, he's going to close out our Phelps stage on Friday night. You've got uh, Soul Rebels will be playing with Robert Randolph and uh, Brandon Taz Niederauer, who you may be familiar with. He played the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh, some other locals like Boyfriend, uh, Dragon Smoke's going to uh, close Saturday on the Phelps stage. That's Galactic and, uh, you know, Ivan Neville, uh, Eric Lindell. And then we have Old Crow Medicine Show as our as headline in the whole event, who's obviously perfect for uh, barbecue. And uh, really excited to see Molly Tuttle, who's a guitar virtuoso, play on Saturday as well. So a lot of exciting acts out there. Andy Frasco is going to be incredible. Uh, really excited about the lineup. Awesome. What are you most excited about, Renee? You know, I, I for me, Hogs has really been an awesome experience because of the teams. And there's, there's always this captain's meeting. It's the stupidest thing probably in the world. I know the captains probably hate going to it because it's the same thing every year. But for me, it's, it's like the moment that it all becomes real. And to see all those people who do given up so much of their time, their effort, their money to do this for hogs and for these families, that to me is my, always my favorite moment of hogs. And then I can only stay for like, three minutes because usually like I don't know a dumpster's on fire or someone lost a golf cart or there's some other disaster and it's always like two hours before gates open on Friday and but those three minutes that's what I love <laughs> the joy of events I used to be an event planner too and it's it's yeah it can be a lot <laughs> then you know Yes, I do. I do. Um, yeah, if it's not constantly chaotic, then that's when we worry. Exactly. Exactly. It's like having small children. If, you're, yep. if, if it's yep. too quiet, you get a little nervous. Um, exactly. Well, so this is super exciting. I know for you guys to be back and super exciting for the whole area to, like you said, really be kicking off festivals again. It feels like it's been forever. Yeah. Um, and I know everybody's excited to get back out there and have some sense of normalcy. And of course, bacon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and barbecue. All right. So where can where can people go to hear more about this, to get their tickets? Uh, they could go to hogsfest.org. Okay. Uh, and they can purchase tickets there and they can pick them up, you know, because we use RFID technology, wristband, bracelet system. Um, they can actually pick them up ahead of time 
So, you know, we're trying to avoid as many lines as possible and they can pick them up at Urban South uh, during the week, starting Tuesday through Thursday. Awesome. Great. Well, it has been a joy to have you guys both on and um, we're hoping for an awesome festival, great weather um, and, and lots of, lots of food and drink and music. So, yeah. awesome. <laughs> so thank you guys. Thank you, Kim. I really yeah. appreciate Thanks it. For having us. All right. Thanks for having us. See you out there. See you out Bye -bye. there. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.